ever stopped to think that the best and worst place to live is in your mind? Think about it. We can create our own destiny or our own downfall. It all has to do with the way that we choose to think and see things. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, with your host, Dr. Paula Joyce. Dr. Paula is here with her guest experts to show you just how to change that negative way of thinking and see your world in a positive light. Now, here is Dr. Paula. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and I'm grateful to be here with and for you today. You are all part of a global community with fellow listeners from every corner of the world. Thank you for being here with and for me and for continuing to spread the word to your friends, relatives, and colleagues. A special gratitude goes this week to our listeners in the countries of Costa Rica, Vietnam and Germany and the states of Iowa, Utah and West Virginia and to all of you for helping us reach a new high of 180,000 listeners because you keep listening up lift your life nourishment of the spirit is a top-ranked show here on Voice America, the worldwide leader in live internet talk radio. In addition to our amazing guests, I always include a tip of the week, a silver lining story, and the name of an archangel to help you grow and heal personally, professionally, and spiritually. To open up your spiritual awareness and absorb the information in today's show at a higher level of consciousness, I encourage you to say these two sentences with me. I am a peaceful soul. I am a being of light. And now for your tip for the week from my ebook, 33 Tips for Self-Empowerment. Self-empowerment connects you to your limitless higher self, giving you an inner foundation of love, eliminating fear and bringing in peace and joy. Your limitless higher self has direct access to the divine, and through that love, you can heal yourself and the planet. For today's topic, your tip is carry rose quartz. Rose quartz is emotionally healing in a gentle way. Wear a piece of rose quartz jewelry or carry a small piece with you in your pocket or purse. Healing comes from the energy of the divine feminine. And we are very much in need of this energy in today's world of a pandemic and increasing fear, emotional pain, violence, and chaos. Other qualities such as cooperation, negotiation, peace, nurturing, compassion, kindness, empathy, and creativity are also part of the divine feminine. If we are to find our way through the current turmoil, it will be by using the qualities of the divine feminine. For too long, these characteristics have been denigrated. They must find their rightful place in the world if we are to heal and achieve equality and peace. I have more to say about this and the murder of George Floyd in my silver lining story. Right now, I want to remind you of two techniques that provide spiritual protection from fear. Let's do the first one together. Visualize the earth. Now put the universal pink heart of love around it. This heals the earth and you of fear. Now let's do the second one together. Place yourself in a big, bright purple cube with six feet or more on each side of you. Line that cube with a silver lining for protection. Place bright, dark blue caps on the eight corners of the cube 
so that no negative energy can get inside. Use this anytime you leave the house or if you're feeling anxious when you're in the house. As you know, my Past Life Regression Workshop video is available for you to rent at your convenience from anywhere in the world. I've promised this is the beginning of a new series of offerings to help you continue to learn, grow, and heal physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, and I'm making good on that promise. My previous workshop, Awakening Your Inner Angelic Light Body, Manifesting Your Reality, is now available for rent. In this workshop, I take you through a process that awakens your inner angelic self. This will take your life to a whole new level. At a time when so many are struggling with the uncertainty that this health crisis is creating and all the chaos in the world, you will be able to turn to your inner angelic self for comfort, strength, support, and manifestation. Through this process, you will greatly increase your ability to be of service, your connection to the divine, and your ability to manifest the reality you want. In addition, you will receive a tremendous amount of support from the angelic realm in a way that you have not been able to previously. Your participation guarantees that 1,000 angels will come forward to help you achieve your goals. This process will connect you with the angelic part of yourself that is still in heaven. Anchor that energy into your physical body and help you use it to manifest what you choose. Awakening your angelic light body benefits everyone and is especially important for those who work in healing and helping professions, enjoy being of service, are light workers, and or work in the light for the good of all. Just go to my website, drpaulajoyce.com, and click on Workshop Video Rentals. That will take you to the information about the workshop content, a trailer you can watch, rental details, and a direct link to the rental. I've chosen to keep my prices low because many of you are experiencing financial hardships, and this video can help you. With this new rental option, you'll be able to participate when it fits your schedule, just like you do with the radio show on-demand episodes. Choosing to be positive, choosing to think, see, feel, and act in new and healthier ways is the heart of Uplift Your Life Nourishment of the Spirit. This positive approach to life is especially important since 2020 is a year of choice. As Dwan Washington told us in our January 2nd show, what we choose this year will affect us and the world for the next 20 years. I encourage you to commit to choosing to be positive, choosing to think, see, feel, and act in new and healthier ways. We all have choices, but we can't make the best choices for ourselves if we don't know what the options are. My show provides you with new information on health and healing with an emphasis on spirituality and the connection between our thoughts, emotions, and physical and mental health. We can all choose happiness, gratitude, abundance, love, peace, joy, and positivity as we allow ourselves to know the truth of our own experiences and feel the pain of our past or present life and let it go. We open ourselves 
up to the joy of being fully alive in every moment. We change the energy in our body and literally become younger and healthier, feel lighter and have more energy. We truly know and feel the joy, beauty, and love in our lives. My show helps you do that by providing you with new information, perspectives, and techniques, inspirational stories, and guests who are thought leaders in their field, like our guest today, Lynn Picknett and Clive Prince, who are here to talk about the fall and rise of the sacred feminine in Judeo-Christian tradition. After Linda Carroll's episode last week on intimate relationships, managing conflict for unprecedented closeness, I received this email from Kathy. Your interview with Linda was so timely given the amount of stress we are all feeling. As she suggested, I have been thinking about how experiences in my childhood and my previous marriage are affecting the way I interact with my husband. I love her suggestion of taking a couple of minutes to connect during the four transition times to improve our relationship each day. My husband and I are busy and this is an easy way for us to deepen our connection with each other. The most profound thing I learned was to say, tell me more, instead of assuming I know what he means. Also being aware that a request isn't meant to be a criticism will help me hear my husband without getting defensive. Linda also gave some helpful information on how to work out differences regarding being safe during the threat of COVID-19, especially now that safety has become a political issue rather than a medical and scientific one. If you missed this show, I encourage you to listen by clicking on the episode link on this page. For more on creating healthy relationships with your partner, please listen to some of our shows like January 15, 2015, with Patty Baudouin, Help for Couples That Really Works. July 14, 2016, with Linda Bloom, Creating Your Unique Relationship. And June 7, 2018, with Charlie and Linda Bloom, Using Adversity to Strengthen Relationships. You can hear these shows or any others that you may have missed or want to listen to. Again, that's the beauty of having the shows on demand. You have easy access anytime, day or night, allowing you to listen when it fits your schedule or when you need hope, comfort or inspiration, which we all need during this difficult time. Just know I'm here for you. For added value, read my blog titled Sleep, a new perspective posted in January this year. It provides many effective techniques for getting to sleep, including falling back asleep after waking up during the night. We can all use this information now. Here's an excerpt. Many of us are experiencing major spiritual changes in our energy. Collectively, we are in the process of a spiritual awakening, a shift into a higher level of consciousness. The nighttime is when the spiritual realm is the most active, starting around 3 a.m. This can cause us to wake up because we sense something is happening. During some of these more intense periods, I need more or less sleep depending on my internal system. And that's the key. You are not an average. You are a unique individual with your own unique needs. 
The increase in violence and hatred along with personal change, worries, dreams, or creative ideas can also wake us up at night. Ignoring what wakes us up will prevent sleep. Instead, write down your feelings, thoughts, dreams, and ideas. If your problems are overwhelming, seek help. Peace of mind will help you sleep better. Be gentle with yourself. This is a process, not an event. Remember you are loved. All is loved. To read this blog or any of my others, please go to my website, drpaulajoyce.com. Now it's time for my silver lining story. I want to begin by expanding upon the sense if your problems are overwhelming, seek help. The news media is so focused on the threat of the virus that I haven't seen attention being paid to the impact that the fear, isolation, and change in people's job situations and economic status is having on their emotional and mental health. On top of that, now we have the murder of a father who some called a gentle giant solely because of the color of his skin. This has affected all of us. Some are demonstrating peacefully. Some are using the demonstrations to cause property damage and create chaos. All this with a president who is adding fuel to the fire instead of trying to calm the nation and reassure the world that we will not tolerate murder, especially by the very people whose job it is to protect us. The result is that some people have lost hope and have sought a permanent solution to a temporary problem by committing suicide. Others are stuck in abusive relationships and some are so overwhelmed that they can't function and are checking into mental hospitals for treatment. Some of this preceded the murder of George, George Floyd And for some, that was the straw that broke the camel's back. The blatant racism was unconscionable as the policeman spent almost nine minutes slowly killing George with plenty of time to remove his knee from George's neck. This was not a split-second decision where he feared for his life and mistook a cell phone for a gun. This was a conscious choice to intentionally snuff out the life of a fellow human being just because he was black. So how could there possibly be a silver lining in all of this? Well, sometimes the silver lining isn't something happy, but it's something needed and important. The first silver lining is from the perspective of the individuals who need emotional healing. Counselors know that people only seek help when the pain of staying the same is greater than the pain of healing. Many people were able to pretend they were fine or their marriage was fine by keeping busy with work and distracting themselves with busyness. When sheltering in place was implemented, people couldn't go to bars, restaurants, movies, and so on for entertainment, and they couldn't even go to work to escape an unhappy home situation. Others lost their homes or apartments when they lost their jobs. If they didn't have emotional strength or effective coping skills, this pandemic showed them it was time to seek help. Choosing to heal is a good thing, even if the reason for the choice is traumatic, and it will improve the rest of their lives. From the perspective of the nation, 
we are no longer able to hide from the truth. We have created an illusion that the United States of America is the greatest country in the world, the land of freedom and opportunity, while totally ignoring our history, which began with stealing our land from the Native Americans, killing them with death marches, smallpox-infected blankets, and war, raping their women, taking away their religion, and giving them a small piece of land where they were essentially held prisoners. We then moved on to slavery and ongoing racism where black women were raped and black men were hung for looking at a white woman or for getting caught alone on a deserted road. We denied women the vote, equal rights, and equal pay, and we put American citizens of Japanese descent in camps after taking their property during World War II. We still have open prejudice against anyone who is not a white male Christian heterosexual with hate crimes and discrimination against people based on religion, gender, sexual preference, and ethnicity on the rise, in addition to the inhumane treatment of people at our borders, separating families and caging children and people seeking asylum. That doesn't sound to me like the land of the free and the brave. It sounds to me like legalized bullying, abuse, theft, rape, murder, power over others, and cruelty. These qualities come from the divine masculine. This is a wake-up call for us to see who we truly are and decide if this is who we want to be. So I ask you, who do you want to be? Since 1989, our guests, Lynn Picknett and Clive Prince, have researched historical and religious mysteries, authoring such bestsellers as The Stargate Conspiracy and The Templar Revelation, which directly inspired the Da Vinci Code. Frequent speakers at conferences around the world, they regularly appear on TV series such as Forbidden History, History's Ultimate Spies, and Medieval Murder Mysteries. Their new book is When God Had a Wife, The Fall and Rise of the Sacred Feminine in the Judeo-Christian Tradition. You're listening to Uplift Your Life Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. As Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said, hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. Mahatma Gandhi said, be the change you want to see in the world. And Mother Teresa said, I alone cannot change the world, but I can cast a stone across the waters to create many ripples. If you believe this while listening to the commercials, go to my website, drpaulajoyce.com, to like and recommend us on Facebook, then friend Paula Joyce, and I'll send uplifting messages between shows and help you be part of the solution. Only like and follow the people who add positivity to the world. Also, read about and rent my Past Life Regression Workshop video and my new one, Awakening Your Inner Angelic Light Body, Manifesting Your Reality, or contact me to schedule a video speech or workshop for your business or community. Your question for today is, how would your life be different if we respected the divine feminine? Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Lynn Picknett and Clive Prince who are here to talk about the fall and rise of the sacred feminine in Christian tradi- Judeo-Christian tradition.
Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective. From leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission, Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Dr. Paula at drpaulajoyce.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paul, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I always appreciate hearing from you, my listeners, and as a top-ranked show, when you choose to advertise with me, you reach hundreds of thousands of people. If this interests you or if you want to help sponsor the show, make a donation or become part of the conversation today, please call 888-346-9141 or email Dr. Paul at drpaulajoyce.com. I value you and what you have to say, so please let me know what's on your mind and heart. And I hope you wrote down how your life would be different if we respected the divine feminine. I'm so pleased to welcome Lynn Picknett and Clive Prince, who are here to talk about the fall and rise of the sacred feminine in Judeo-Christian tradition. Um, It's truly a pleasure to have you both on the show. Well, thanks very much for having us. Yeah, pleasure to be here. Well, um, the feeling's mutual. So I'd (laughs) like you to um, begin by telling us uh, why you wanted to write this book, why this is so important to you and to us. Well, we've been 
working together for 25 years or so, uh, researching and obviously writing and speaking about um, religious and historical mysteries, concentrating mainly on the history, the true history of Christianity. And we began very early on to discern the suppression of the sacred feminine in Christianity. In, in, in our books, uh, 1997 book, The Templar Revelation, which, as you mentioned, was the direct inspiration for the, the Da Vinci Code, although our books are nonfiction, should stress. Uh, we also... <laughs> the, the mass, the masks of Christ, um, it, and uh, and I on my own wrote um, Mary Magdalene, Christianity's hidden goddess, which is a bit of a giveaway that title. Um, but um, but as we were doing all this, we we began to think, well, you know, we're just focusing on really on the the, the Christian era, but where did Jesus and Mary Magdalene get this from? You know, did, 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 they didn't summon it from nowhere. We thought maybe in, originally it came from Egypt. They had connections with Egypt, you know, with the Isis and Osiris religion. And certainly, you know, we we remain convinced there is an Egyptian influence. But then we started to go back and back and back to the very beginning of what might loosely be called Judaism, to the Israelites' religion. And our eyes were really open, Dr. Paula, you've no idea, because suddenly there was not only many gods at the beginning, not just Yahweh, not just Jehovah, but there were goddesses, and they were much beloved goddesses. So this was just the most astonishing revelation to us, and we really wanted to pass it on to our readers. Um, yes, uh, I, I'm Jewish, and I was familiar um, with the uh, um, worship, really, and and uh, of the goddesses and how important they were to women early on in our tradition. And then it was um, whitewashed. It was uh, eliminated. I don't know if whitewashed is the right word, but it was eliminated. Talk to us about how all that happened and the impact that that had on on women and on all of us. Well, I think it it really begins... um, and an important thing to realize is that what we now call the Jewish religion, um, which, okay, we, we look at the Hebrew Bible, the Old Testament, and it starts, you know, the story really starts with Abraham and Moses uh, and people like that. But the religion as such was only really put together quite late. It was after the captivity in, in Babylon, the exile in Babylon, and when people came back from that, and in fact, it was about 100 years after that, that um, the, the, the leaders of um, the community, the religious leaders, sat down and set, uh, established a, you know, a canon of texts, or, you know, that this represents what the religion is about, which also involved actually rewriting the history going back to the time of Moses and beyond. So those books are really set at that point, and that's really when the whole thing went through a, a great editing. So the the religion, the, the Jewish religion, really starts from there. Um, and the the earlier texts, you know, dealing with the era of Moses and David and Solomon, um, were, were heavily rewritten. But there are, you know, huge clues in... Um, in the text themselves, um, in in the archaeology, um, that show that 
you know, what the what the religion of the early days was really like. And you know, the, the main thing is that there was a huge place in there for goddesses. One goddess in particular, um, the goddess Asherah, who was considered the wife of of Yahweh. Um, but it was part of this rewriting, this re-editing that took place. This is sort of middle of the, the fourth century BC. Um, that they decided, they decided for the first time that there is only one God, whereas in the past they hadn't. They, the, the, the ancient Israelites worshipped and venerated one particular God above all the others, but they didn't think that Yahweh was the only one. It was just that it was their their people's God, the God that protected them. Um, but then they decided that there were no other gods and therefore no other goddesses. So you, you're left with one male God. Um, and that's really when a lot of problems start because it seems once you get into this a monotheistic way of thinking, and particularly when your one God is very, very male, it starts to introduce um, a, a divisions between your people and other people, your religion and other religions. Um, so it created huge problems which are carried through into Christianity and I think is the root of a lot of the problems we have in the world today. A lot of the divisions come back come back to this idea that you know, there is only one religion, there is only one God, um, the God's male, so it's only kind of male characteristics and, and, and you know, uh, the masculine side of things is the only important one. So you start to write not just God, the, the, the sacred feminine out, but the the secular feminine, the ordinary feminine. Um, uh, women start to be written out as well. So um, so it actually has a, a, a huge impact, impact that starts in those days, go, carries on throughout um, Judaism, but then carries on into Christianity and creates really all the kind of division and the sense of us and them that that is really the root of all the problems we have. And also, Dr. Paula, it, it's very interesting to me, certainly, that um, the, the, the writing out of the story of the goddess um, happened in very similar ways in Judaism and in Christianity. It was when the religion, as Clive was saying, was codified, when they basically laid down the rules. This is what we're going to believe. Anything else is heresy. Anything else is apostasy, you know, and an abomination. This is it. Um, when when that happened, and it certainly happened also in Christianity, um, loosely speaking, uh, the councils of Nicaea, um, in about the fourth century AD, you know, this is what our religion is about. Nothing else matters. It was then that those men, and of course there were men in both cases, um, actually wrote out the feminine. And whether they did it consciously or unconsciously, we don't know for certain, although I personally suspect certainly in the case of the Christians, it was conscious, um, because basically they didn't want generations of women having role models to empower them. It was as simple as that in many cases. So it, it, it became uh, who has the power and the women were... Um, the power that women had was removed from them through religion. Yes, because also once you've got, once you've conceived your your God as male, then really only men can be priests. Only men can run the religion. Um, only only men can rule. 
so you know it it has that effect on you know on on all women that it puts them in a subordinate position but also of course from a, a psychological perspective um you know people need the sacred feminine you know people need a mother um so on a psychological level it also has an impact not just on women but on men as well because it kind of forces them into uh, you know to deny the feminine side of themselves it pushes men into sort of an ultra masculine yes. um way of behaving so this is why you, you know, it gets very militaristic and, and you know very mm. macho mm. so Men suffer. I'm not going to say men suffer as much as, as women from this, because in practical terms, women were very much the losers. But in spiritual and psychological terms, um, men lost a lot as well. And, you know, we're all beginning to find it again. I mean, the, the, to me, the obviously, love and compassion are major aspects of goddesses, most goddesses anyway. Um, but uh, to me, the... The bottom line is always about respect. You know, if you've got a male priest stomping around saying to women, this is what you have to do and you're wicked for not doing this and you're wicked for not doing that, you know, because I say so, um, that is that is not healthy and that shows nil respect. Um, whereas if you have a goddess up there alongside your, your male god, um, you have um, a balance a very healthy psychological balance between male and female, um, you have, hopefully, and you have respect crossing over from female to male and back again, um, and you have a kind of beautiful, um, balanced power between the two. So, <clears throat> excuse me, help us understand, for those people who don't really um, understand what this means in terms of how can a man have female characteristics and how can a woman have um, female um, masculine qualities? How how does this work in terms of the balance of the divine feminine and divine masculine in the world and within ourselves? I think it comes down to the way that the god and the goddess have always been presented. They've always been presented over the centuries of the millennia as um, equals, opposite and equals. They have complementary um, passions, complementary uh, abilities and character traits, um, and they respect both sides. If you, as an ordinary person, worship not one of these, this couple, but both of them together, then you are getting a balance in yourself psychologically. Um, and that will, I mean, I'm not qualified. I'm not, I'm not a, a psychiatrist or a psychologist. I can't say how these qualities manifest in people, but I can just say that you're much more likely to get a decent, healthy psychological balance between masculine and feminine in your own character if you have respect for archetypes that empower you. Yes, and I think, um, and we're about to go to break, but I think that it, it, to me what it also means is that women are allowed to be aggressive when they need to be. Men are allowed to cry, are allowed to mm. have yeah. compassion, are allowed yeah. to feel what we consider to be only the role of, of women. 
um, and, and so that we can be full, total, complete human beings who have all of the qualities and can pull out what we need at a given time without worrying that someone's going to think we're a sissy or that we're, um, you know, a masculine woman and that, that we're not feminine. Yeah. And so yeah. we, we, can, we can really express it all based on what's needed. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and, I mean, and, and looking back to the, the origins of the Israelite religion, I mean, see, it, it's very yeah. much there because one thing that really surprised us was coming across this idea, um, maybe we can talk about more after the break, that the Israelites actually had a warrior goddess um, who was, you know, every bit as, as fierce, if not actually more so, than, than, than a male warrior. So, you know, what you were just saying there about... Um, you know, having both, you know, a woman can be tough if she needs to be. That was very much part of the early religion. I love it. Thank you. Yes, let's pick that up after the break because we women need those role models as men need the role model of a man who's comfortable enough with who he is that he's willing and able to cry. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. While you're listening to the commercials, go to my website, drpaulajoyce.com, to sign up for my newsletter. You receive the information on all our shows and the chapter on my ultimate creative problem-solving process for my best-selling book, which will help you release hidden fears and blockages to hearing your soul, your true self, your inner wisdom, healing at deep levels, and getting what you truly want in life. This process came to me in that space that Albert Einstein talked about between sleeping and waking. It was a gift from the spiritual realm that helps my clients align their conscious and unconscious mind and move forward with ease and peace. They change from the inside out, creating lasting change and self-empowerment. Now in your paper, write down how would knowing that your religion worship female deities change your connection to the divine. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Lynn Picknett and Clive Prince, who are here to talk about the fall and rise of the sacred feminine in Judeo-Christian tradition. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective. From leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission, Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. 
With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Dr. Paula at drpaulajoyce.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paul, the Life Doctor. Welcome back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I hope you wrote down how knowing that your religion worship female deities would change your connection to the divine. Um, remember to listen at the end of the show today to learn how Archangel Ilana can help you. I'm so glad we're here with Lynn Pignett and Clive Prince, who are here talking about the fall and rise of the sacred feminine in Judeo-Christian tradition. Um, Clive, you were just talking about the warrior goddess. Um, would you talk a little bit more about that, please? Well, yes, because it's one of the things that fascinated us as we were doing this this work was finding out um, that in the the ancient Israelites, this is going you know going way way back. Um, I mean, women had a lot more power, um, both in the religion in the in priestesses, uh, prophetesses, um, but also they actually had a role in in in, in warfare. And there's a, a particular thing. In fact, here's an example of how things change depending on the language that you use. Um, as most people familiar with the, the, the Bible will know, that there's a woman called Deborah, who's one of the judges, one of the, the rulers of um, uh, Israel at, at one point. She's a prophetess, um, and um, but she also gets involved in in, in the wars that they're having um, as an advisor to a general. And in fact, she's, she's the one that put, she puts backbone in, into, into this general to actually stand up and fight. Um, but if you read the Bible, she's introduced as Deborah. She's called the, the wife of Lapidot, um, yes. which, of course, is just the standard way. Of course, you always, uh, this, the character Lapidot doesn't appear anywhere in this, but she's Deborah, wife of Lapidot. And you think, well, of course, that's the way women are always defined by their relationship to a man. But then you actually look at the words, and the word wife, um, it, they use the same word in Hebrew for wife and for woman. And Lapidot is taken to be a name, but actually it's not. It actually means fire. So actually, 
the description of her was woman of fire, mm-hmm. which is very different to saying wife of some guy that <laughs> is not important. Yeah. This is the way that the same words, just the way they're interpreted, completely change the, um, uh, the, the perception you have. Um, and, and understanding about Deborah, and there's a, a whole a really ancient part of the, uh, of the Bible, one of the oldest parts, which is a, the song of Deborah, which is a, a victory song that she proclaims, which was one of the roles that women had. This song invo- invokes a goddess called um, Anat, it was a goddess that we shared with other peoples of that time. Um, but Anna is a warrior goddess. And, I mean, she's basically really scary. You know, <laughs> people run, sometimes run away with the idea that goddesses are all about motherhood and nurture, um, you know, and, um, you know, the, the, the soft nature things. Um, but this um, Anna was actually a very scary, scary goddess. Very, very violent, very tough, tougher than any man. Gloried mm. in violence, mm. um, so she's representing another side, and and she's there actually in the in the Old Testament in the Hebrew Bible, but often hidden in the way the word has been interpreted. You know, she is there in different passages. You know, uh, women um, and and men. You know, there's, there's a one of the other judges, a warrior, Shamgar Ben Anat. Shamgar, the son of Anat, who actually is named in honour of her because he's a powerful warrior, so he's dedicated himself to this goddess. Um, so, you know, as as you actually get into this um, and and really look at the language and and the the archaeological evidence, the the picture you have of ancient Israelite society, you know, where all really, in a way, where all our religious culture started, is it comes from there, that, that the whole image of that culture is entirely different to the way we read it now. You know, particularly, you know, the, the way the power that women had, the women as, you know, there was a, uh, it, a whole tradition of wise women that were, um, well, of which, again, Deborah was a part, but you get otherwise women who are there to advise King David and people like this. And people read the Bible and read these bits, but they kind of skim over them because they think, oh, it's a woman, it's not important. Let's, let's go and start talking about the male prophets. Let's yeah, listen to them. Yeah. So um, it, it's quite an extraordinary different picture that emerges. And, and this is all taken from like real solid academic scholarship. Another reason we wrote the book was to make this point of, you know, how much evidence there is for this. You know, it's not just projecting, you know, our culture and, and you know, uh, you know, and, and feminism and uh, our different, you know, more egalitarian attitudes back into these texts. The, the evidence is absolutely solid. Mm. So this is so important, and I I also want to touch on um, that Jesus, I believe, also wanted to bring back the sacred feminine into um, the the practices that he was preaching. Yeah, I mean, we we feel very much from a wealth of evidence, an absolute wealth of evidence, that um, Jesus was kind of the, the head of the um, Asherah revival party, if you like, and Asherah <laughs> being the, the ancient goddess. Um, uh, it puzzled us for a long time, and then it all fell into place. This is what he was about. And actually, he called himself the messenger of Sophia, the messenger of female wisdom, the archetypal wisdom. Um, and in 
in the New Testament, some of the writers there have actually changed it so that he's calling himself Sophia. So yet again, you have the feminine being, being airbrushed out of the story. But actually, Jesus called himself the messenger of Sophia. And um, so, you know, he was acknowledging that Sophia female wisdom was a really great thing that was, was above him. And he was just uh, her messenger. Wow. That's really powerful. Mm. Um, and, and, and so what does all of this say about today? How can the, the rise? You, you said that we have been um, sort of secretly desiring this for the, the divine feminine to come back into the world. What, what does this mean for us and how is it manifesting? I think we're seeing an enormous, an enormous need for compassion and understanding, but assertive compassion and understanding, not the kind of, you know, wishy-washy, oh, I'm very compassionate, kind sort of person sort of thing, but actually a controlled, disciplined compassion, um, people taking practical steps to ensure that people get justice. And we know what we're talking about right now. You know, the world needs justice and the world needs compassion. It needs balance. Um, what it doesn't need is violence because that underscores everything that's gone wrong in the last two mil millennia more. Um, now it needs um, assertive compassion. That's really interesting. Clive, do, do we have just a, another minute or two. Do you have... Either of you have anything to add that you want to make sure that you share um, before we wrap up this portion? Well, no, I'd, I'd go, you know, obviously go absolutely along with what Lynn just said, that that's what we need is, is that compassion. But, and, but it's also that understanding because, you know, going back to the beginning when I was saying that, um, you know, by having this kind of fixed, really monotheistic, all-male God created these divisions uh, between men and women, but it creates this whole us and them thing, um, which also is when you start looking at just people of you know, different ethnicities, different nations, different religions, it puts a barrier between you and them. So it, it was actually more than just you know, doing a, a, a division between men and women it was really in a way where a lot of the, the divisions that we have in other ways in our society, you know, that we're seeing coming out um, uh, certainly at the moment, you know, one of the thing, one of the things when they codified the religion, one of the very first things they did this, you know, going back to when they first set the Hebrew Bible um, was to start condemning foreign people, people that aren't of the same religion. You know, it, it just seems that as soon as you've had that kind of, you, you set a religion in that way, you start to divide yourself from other people. And then it creates all kinds of problems that we're, you know, we're kind of working out now. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's them and us, them and us, them and us, until everything breaks and shatters around you. And, and you know, when will people realize that really there's just us? And the feminine aspect of the divine is is inclusive because there's nurturing, there's love, there's compassion, there's kindness. So it's difference is isn't bad. It's just is. 
Well, it, yeah, uh, it's very positive. It's very dynamic. Um, and also, of course, if, if you celebrate the uh, the empowerment of, of the divine feminine, basically, of course, women give birth. So it's not just you're looking after yourself as women, you're looking after your children. So that is basically celebrating the divine feminine, celebrating everybody. Because all of... God's children are, are, are our children, yeah. um, and we are all siblings. Yeah. Um, thank you so much. I want to, uh, this was just beautiful, timely, and so important. Thank you for your work in the world. I encourage everyone to purchase When God Had a Wife, The Fall and Rise of the Sacred Feminine in the Judeo-Christian Tradition, and to go to their website, Picnet. Prince.com, P-I-C-K-N-E-T-T, Prince.com. Thank you all for joining us for Uplift Your Life Nourishment of the Spirit. If you enjoyed today's show, please go to DrPaulJoyce.com, like us on Facebook, rent my videos, Past Life Regression, and a workshop, and also Awakening Your Inner Angelic Light Body, Manifesting Your um, reality. Read my latest blog and learn about my services, including coaching, speaking, hands-on healing, remote healing, reading Akashic records, doing past life regressions, dream interpretation. I'm also able now to do video conferences of any of my speeches or workshops, such as Dissolving Fear and Anxiety, Overcoming Abuse, 21 Steps for Healing the Body. If you mention this show, you get a 10% new client discount on my coaching, which I do over Skype or on the phone. When you work with me, you get support, guidance, and healing from the spiritual realm. The archangels, angels, and guides of a high and positive spiritual in nature work through me and directly with my clients. My process helps you remove hidden blockages and connects your mind, body, and soul, resulting in faster progress and profound healing emotionally, mentally, and physically. My private and corporate clients improve their relationships, health, and wealth. Click on the link to contact me and see for yourself. Now I want to introduce you to Archangel Alana, the feminine aspect of Archangel Gabriel, a messenger from God who carries the trumpet of truth. Ask for her help daily in addition to whoever else you pray to in order to see the truth. Use your own words or say something like Archangel Alana. I give you permission in a positive way only to help me dispel illusion and see the truth. You can even be more specific and say something like I give you permission a positive way only to help me see the truth revealed as a divine feminine emerges. Pay attention to signs, synchronicity, and new information. This is a process, not an event. Trust that she is helping you because she is. Please join us next Thursday right here when Ellen Meredith will join us to talk about the language your body speaks. June 18th, when Kak Young will return to talk about the coronavirus from a spiritual perspective. And June 25th, when Linda Elder will talk about liberating the mind. This is Dr. Polly, your CM or chosen mom, as designated by Dr. Bernie Siegel. Remember, you are loved. All is loved. Just let that feeling wash over you and through you. Bless you and have a beautiful week. Thank you for tuning in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. 
Please join Dr. Paula Joyce and her guest experts next Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until then, have a positive week.